0: Welcome back, creeps. (laughs) We're finally back home. And that was a hell of a month.
1: Yeah, I'll say. I'll say. That was
0: one (laughs) heck of a darn month. Um, Yeah, we came back and we got straight back to business. Uh, It was a weird week for me. Anyway, you just went back to work. I felt like I went on a side quest or something.
1: (laughs) it was so
0: strange I, I photographed a wedding on the beach i'm not a photographer uh
1: but i play one on
0: tv But yeah i played one on tuesday anyway so it was a wedding on the beach and then after we were done there was this old man eating his lunch at a camper van so i was like let me take his picture and then we ended up talking for like an hour and a half and then he was like told me where to look for work and then I went there and then they told me, yeah, we don't want you, but here's this number. And now I have a job on Monday, so <laughs> we'll wait and see.
1: We don't want you, but they might.
0: Yeah, we might have a, oh, but that guy wanted me. So it was the union. That's who I went to because I was like, let me try and do this properly. And then the union guy was like, well, we don't want you until you have experience with non-union people. So here's this number. You're going to go to this company and you're going to act as an implant, all right? Like... Did, as a spy basically for did the they union. really
1: say implant
0: no but oh. the dude that i was interviewing or being interviewed by today was like uh, yeah I, i'm always being told that such and such is a is a plant by the union oh wow! and i was like yeah no you're not wrong because i was honest with the guy i was like i got your number through the union because i was trying to like figure out how this whole business works over here yeah and uh He was like, yeah, so what the union does is they plant people in the non-union companies. And then after about like two or three months, they'll call up and be like, oh, how are you getting on? They'll be like, yeah, this is a good business to work for. And then the union comes knocking on the company's door and they'll say um, like, oh, hey, do you want to join the union? And the people will say, no, like we're good. And then the union will say, well, we're going to take all of our secret guys out. So now your workforce is like halved. Yeah. So if you don't join the union,
1: you'll be out of half your
0: workforce. Basically, yeah. Yeah. So shady as fuck. (laughs) Basically. Yeah, yeah. And like, so I don't know. I think you get like better benefits or something with the union. Okay. Like with union jobs, like this job for me now, I have to go and register probably as my own business, maybe. Yeah. Whereas union jobs, they don't do that and they have healthcare and shit. I don't know, man. Why can't we just work and get like fucking, here's money. (laughs) Thanks for doing your job. (laughs)
1: Cause there's a lot of crooked people. Yeah, and like I understand, there's like greed everywhere, and like it's there to prevent like crooked way, you know, like to screw yeah. someone. But it's like the pe- then that turns a corner and becomes the scam itself.
0: Yeah. literally, I just want to make friends and work.
1: Yeah, and then the scammers, the original scammers that they try to unscam or you know like protect you from yeah. getting scammed, they're still out there.
0: I don't fucking know. I don't know. It's crazy. Anybody in the Houston area looking for an electrical apprentice, let me know. <laughs> I do not want to fuck around. I just want to go to work, make money so I can give up work and just have all of the money and be a professional podcast host slash video editor yeah. slash wedding photographer, apparently. Yeah. Make sure to stick around for Dulce's tarot card reading at the end of the episode. We did remember this week. Anyway. This week's episode is a little bit different than what we would normally do. It's very like, okay, basically I was looking for like, oh, what am I going to do? I found this account of an old fucking haunting and I was like, this is cool. It's in a castle. It's like, you know, whatever. But I didn't realize that it was actually more or less a direct copy of the original account. So I was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to include all of this. Okay. So for the next little while i'm literally just going to be reading a a slightly abridged version of this dude's journal so our story starts around 1835 in an old castle in the calvados region of france the castle belonged to a family who requested to remain anonymous so it's all like monsieur and mademoiselle x yeah Yeah. and the castle was in such a bad state that the family decided they would just have to build another one rather than try to do all the repairs, so the new castle was built about 150 yards to the north of the old one. All within the same land, you can see both castles from each castle. Then Mr. and Mrs. X inherited the new castle and moved in in 1867. In the October of that year, there was a series of, quote, extraordinary incidents, nocturnal noises and blows. (laughs) yeah there's Um, a there's a lot of blowing in this a lot
1: of nocturnal blows yeah sick
0: and (laughs) it was though like just a handful of seemingly random occurrences that were probably very easily explained away
1: so basically a handful of nocturnal blows yeah
0: and originally i i learned later mr x the owner Mm -hmm. actually thought that it was like just locals kind of harassing them because they were like oh who's this new family moving into the castle like let's get them to leave and sell the property to a local at a much cheaper price. Okay. But in 1875, uh, the activity picked up again and this time it was not as easily explained. The following is more or less... The de- wor- de- worked? The following <laughs> is more or less a direct quote from the book Haunted Houses by Camille Flammarion. Sure, I'm butchering that. um, Because it's actually like Les Ante Maisons by Camille mm. who actually transcribed straight from mr x's diary he did say himself that it was so detailed and so thorough that he just had to cut some stuff out that was like you know okay like even it was even boring for him basically yeah and this guy reminds me of um guy playfair who he was the genius who helped with the enfield haunting okay Anyway, so he's just a a real fucking, like, this is this guy's absolute joy. He loves reading haunted stories, ghost stories, and just getting balls deep into, like, well, why did this happen? and, And this kind of thing. So even he said, yeah, it got pretty boring there. I personally made a few small changes just to make it slightly easier to read because it was written in pretty old French and then translated and it just wasn't very palatable. And I think that's it. So, quote. This is October 1875. I propose to note down and record every day what happened during the night before. I must point out that when the noises occurred, while the ground was covered with snow, there was no traces of footsteps around the castle. I drew threads across all openings secretly. They were never found broken. Mm. So already this this shit has been going on and this guy is like, owner of the house, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. At present, our household consists of the following. Mr. and Mrs. X and their son, Morris. <laughs> the son's teacher, who they use a different... The word they used was Abbé. And I think that's like a priest in training okay. as well. So a, a holy teacher, essentially. Emil, the coachman. Augusta, the gardener. Amelina, the housemaid. Selena, the cook. And... All the domestics sleep in the house and are entirely trustworthy. So that's nice. Wednesday, October 13th, 1875. The teacher came and told us that his armchair changed its place. My wife and I accompanied him to his room and we minutely observed the place of every object. We attached gummed paper to the foot of the armchair and so fixed it to the floor. We left him then, asking him to call me should anything extraordinary happen. At a quarter to ten, which is 9.45, the teacher heard on the wall of his room a series of slight raps, which, however, were loud enough to also be heard by Amelina, who slept in the opposite room. I'm still shady on Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry. I thought, okay. Anyway, he then heard in a corner of the room a noise as of the winding of a big clock. Then a candlestick on his mantelpiece was moved with a grating noise. And finally, he heard and thought he saw his armchair move. As he durst not get up, he rang the bell and I went up. Durst, as in Fred Durst. So he's just lying in bed like he just turned his hat backwards. (laughs) It was like, (laughs) I'm not going Uh anywhere. Yeah. On entering the room, I found the armchair had moved over a yard and was turned towards the fireplace. An extinguisher placed at the base of the candlestick was put on the candle. The other candlestick had been moved into a position where it overhung the mantelpiece by about an inch. A statuette placed against the mirror had been moved eight inches. I retired after 20 minutes. We heard two violent blows from the teacher's direction. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Who rang the bell. Do not and- disturb. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Fred Durst over here. Um who rang the bell and assured me that the blows had been struck on the door of his wardrobe at the foot of his bed.
1: Oh, wow. Well.
0: Right. This shit is terrifying. Yeah. Like honestly, it's written so factually and like, what's the word? Contextually.
1: Or objectively.
0: Yeah. But like, I, when I finished reading that part, I was like, dude, if I was like sleeping in an old <laughs> ass castle, like, and this shit started happening at the foot of my bed, no yeah. fucking way. And I'm, Unsure as to whether, because it says the extinguisher placed on the base of the candlestick was put on the candle. I don't know if that candle was lighting and whatever happened, like all the lights just went out. Yeah. But terrifying. The next day, Thursday, October 14th, violent blows are heard. We arm ourselves and go all over the castle, but discover nothing. So it is noted down uh, towards the end that he would literally hand guns to his fucking staff. Yeah. Like... Me and the gardener, we're going out, we're going to blow the fucking faces off these people when we find them. Yeah. And this is like almost a nightly thing. They'll just march around the fucking castle grounds waiting to shoot.
1: Yeah, because they're ready for someone. Yeah, yeah. Because they think there's someone there, I mean.
0: Yeah, yeah. They're not just waiting for like, some yeah. random person. <laughs> ah, the postman! <laughs>
1: Get your guns ready. <laughs> yeah.
0: Friday, October 15th, about 10 p.m., the teacher, and Amelina. Clearly hear steps imitating my wife's and mine, as well as, our, as well as our conversation. It sounded to them as if we were going along the passage into our room. Amelina maintains that she recognized both of our voices. Then she heard the then she heard the opening of my wife's door, but was not frightened because she thought it was ourselves. We were asleep and heard nothing. Oh. But at a quarter past eleven, everybody was awakened by a series of very loud blows in the green room. Augusta and I made a general tour of inspection. And while in the drawing room, we heard blows near the linen press. We went there, but found nothing and came down. Madame and Amelina heard a piece of furniture being dragged on the floor above where nobody was. It then seemed to fall heavily. And every other night, basically, there... Like, they will just hear these violent blows and go inspecting the ground. So that's like, I'll probably skip a few days here and there. Monday, October 18th. The number of witnesses has increased. The curate of the parish. Curate? Curate? I don't know. The curate of the parish has kindly come to sleep in the castle since Saturday. He has heard the noises quite clearly and will continue to pass the nights here. He will, therefore, be a witness of anything else which may be heard. Tonight, Marcel de someone—I don't know this. So the fucking pseudonyms are all just de X. Oh, really? So yeah, so it's really hard to differentiate between like because sometimes it'll be like shortened French words. It'll be like could be Mademoiselle or Madame or Monsieur de X, <laughs> <laughs> de X. So anyway, we're just gonna call him Marcel. He doesn't feature heavily, but anyway, tonight Marcel will arrive. He will sleep on the second floor and leave his door open so as to estimate the nature and direction of the noises. Augusta sleeps in the passage near his door. About 11 o'clock, everybody was awakened by the noise of a large and heavy ball descending from the second floor to the first and jumping from step to step. After half a minute, there was a very loud single blow and then nine or ten muffled ones. Tuesday, October 19th. The parish priest has come at our request to sleep here. He clearly heard a heavy tread slowly descending the stairs and then, as the night before, half a minute afterwards, a single heavy blow from about the middle of the staircase, which leads down to the ground floor. He has no doubt this is supernatural. Marcel returns home with the same conviction. (laughs) And then they had a little respite. So it's just the sound ceased completely until Saturday, October 30th, when everybody was awakened by a series of loud blows. Mm. so this story actually reminds me not only just because of the the words used but of the demon of brownsville road which if you haven't listened to was i think like our first deep dive into a one case but even down to like the rooms are still the old-fashioned like the green room the red room yeah because some cunt decided to paint it once (laughs) like that's just the name stuck like um but more so because it will start up And they'll have all this mad shit and then it will stop for a few days. And then it'll start up again. It will add something else to it, like, and then it'll stop for a little while. Yeah. So Sunday, October 31st, Halloween night. A very disturbed night. It sounded as if someone went up the stairs with superhuman speed from the ground floor, stamping his feet. Arriving on the landing, he gave five heavy blows so strong that objects suspended on the wall rattled in their places. Then it seemed as if a heavy anvil or a big log has been thrown onto the wall so as to shake the house. Nobody could say whence came these blows. Everybody got up and assembled in the passage of the first floor. We made a minute inspection but found nothing. We went to bed, but more noises obliged us to get up again. We could only go to rest about three o'clock. Wednesday, November 3rd, 10.20 p.m. Everybody was awakened by resounding steps, which quickly ascended the stairs. A series of blows shook the walls. We immediately got up. Shortly afterwards, we heard the noise of a heavy elastic body rolling down the stairs from the second to the first floor and bouncing from step to step. Arriving on the landing, it continued on its course along the passage, stopping at the balusters. Then came two loud thumps followed by a formidable blow as with a carpenter's mallet swung at arm's length upon the door of the green room. Then a series of tripping and repeated raps sounding like the steps of animals. So again, like it's just constantly kind of escalating, but I don't really understand what that means. Like a heavy elastic body rolling down the stairs.
1: That's very specific.
0: Yeah, it's really like how you describe like the noise of something <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. you are very good at like pinpointing it's like it's as if a bag of like a garbage bag filled with water was being pushed down the stairs so <laughs> like you know what i mean that's yeah. kind of what i'm picturing
1: but water not cola specifically water
0: specifically water or maybe something thicker than water like a gel
1: or molasses
0: yeah like a big elastic ball filled with molasses
1: or vaseline
0: yeah, you get the picture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're just going to name thick, consistent <laughs> things. Like. And then the mention of the animals at the end was where it starts to get kind of like, okay, this is freaky.
1: So like it just said animal, it didn't say anything specific.
0: No, it was just like, it sounded as if a bunch of animals had gotten in the room or something.
1: Okay, okay, okay.
0: Yeah. But specifically the green room. Thursday, November 4th, When we were going to bed, Augusta asked me to come and hear a long series of taps he had heard on the second floor, where he sleeps now. I got there, I heard nothing. I minutely inspected the granary and the red room, leaving the door of the latter open. Augusta and Armand, Amelina's brother, were with me, and we carried a light. At the end of three minutes, five very distinct blows were heard in the red room, which nobody could enter without being seen or heard, nor I must add without coming within range of my revolver which never leaves me as everybody knows hardly had I gone downstairs when five more blows were heard distinctly by August and feebly by me as I was on the floor below so now it seems to be like taunting them almost it's like come here come here listen yeah. to this and then nothing and then as they're walking away it's like bang, 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 bang. ha
1: <laughs> oh like that ghost <laughs> at the prison
0: yeah which we haven't spoken about oh One day we will speak about it. (laughs) Oh, also. I'm a wolf. Yeah, and um, somebody messaged me the other day just saying lycanthropy, lol, or something along those (laughs) lines. And I was like, yes, (laughs) yes. (laughs) That's why we do it. That is literally why we do it. That made my day that day. So thank you for that. Friday, November 5th at 2 a.m. Some being rushed at top speed up the stairs from the entrance hall to the first floor, along the passage and up to the second floor with the loud noise of tread, which had nothing human about it. Everybody heard it. It was like two legs deprived of their feet and walking on the stumps. The fuck? Yeah. Then we heard numerous loud blows on the stairs and the door of the green room. Wednesday, November 10th, at 1am, there was a rushing gallop in the hall and on the stairs a big blow was heard on the landing, followed by another violent one at, on the door of the green room. This took two minutes. A storm of wind, thunder and lightning came and made the night hideous. At 1.20, the door of the green room was unlatched. Then there were two loud knocks on the door, three inside the room, three more on the door and finally a prolonged rapping on the second floor, 40 raps at least. This lasted two and a half minutes. But as I copied and pasted from the old text, it said 212 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? It's like a full-on concert. Maybe it like, literally was the fucking...
1: Nice.
0: Anyway, at that moment, everybody heard something like a cry or a long-drawn trumpet call audible above the storm. It seemed to me to come from outside. A little while afterwards, everybody heard a long shriek and then another as of a woman outside calling for help. At one forty-five we suddenly heard three or four loud cries in the hall and then on the sta- staircase. We all got up and went around inspecting carefully. At 3.20, there was a galloping in the passage. We heard two fainter cries, but these were in the house. Like, what?
1: When you think, like, if you hear someone cry in the house... What is that like in your head? What does that sound like to you? Cuz I'm like I'm listening to your story and I'm like making a picture in my head kind of like a movie. Yeah. But that's where I stopped. That's stop. thoughts. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, so what do you think cry sounds like?
0: I think he like directly me like not like a baby crying. I feel like if I, if it was if it was that, it would have been like the sound of a baby crying or a woman wailing or something okay but these random cries are probably just like (laughs) Uh,
1: like a koala in the distance in australia saying greg (laughs) greg
0: but yeah that's what i would imagine but like it's the whole and again i feel like we've been kind of numbed to a lot of these things Mm -hmm. because of how much of this kind of material that we read and go through every week
1: yeah that makes sense because like i think about that whenever i used to like read like when i would first introduce into edgar Allan poe and then they would tell me oh well this is horror and i'd be like well it's not scary and this is just very much the same of the same vein you know
0: yeah where, like, I do find that, like, sometimes if I'm reading something, particularly researching this for the, the podcast, I'll sometimes be like, hold on a minute. I read that, I think, objectively was the word you used earlier. I read that very objectively. Let me go back and put myself in this.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And then I'm like, no, this is terrifying. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> think,
1: but see, that's the thing, though. Like, the, even the in the fashion that it's written, the style that it's written.
0: Yeah, it's very, this is a fact-
1: yeah it's yeah it's this more is like scientific that, I guess.
0: like you know what I mean no
1: I, I wouldn't even say that it's just it just has a different feel like 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 Edgar Allan Poe or this shit would have a very different feel than it would if we we're reading a Stephen King novel
0: yeah 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 they're both there's written, no atmosphere it's there's just... written
1: words
0: yeah and but it's not a story
1: yeah I guess yeah,
0: yeah. But that's kind of what I like about it. It's old-timey. It is old-timey, but at the same time, this is a Ghost Adventures episode from 1875.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's like, we're not scared of it because it's old-timey. But back in the day, this would have been terrifying. Yeah, but... Old-timey us would have been like, oh my God.
0: This is horrific. Yeah. But I think even if it was... Old-timey. No, if, if it was written today... And somebody that we knew was like, so we got our phones out and we were like searching around our property. And then we heard galloping in our hallway. And then someone started crying in the house. Like the cries are getting closer to them every time.
1: And and I think the way that you just said that resonates with me because that's how we talk now. But when, but the way that old timey people talk is different.
0: It's just distanced or something. Yeah, I guess so. Well, either way, trust me, it's a terrifying story. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: When you look at it that way, like you break it down and digest it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Just a thought.
0: Just a thought. Anyway, Friday, November 12th. Several blows were heard, then shrill and loud cries as if there were several people. More plaintive cries in the hall. At 11.45, these stifled cries seemed to come from the cellar. Then other, louder ones on the staircase. At midnight, everyone got up, for cries were heard in the cellar, then inside the green room, and finally, sobs and cries of a woman in horrible suffering. Saturday, November 13th. Not only are we troubled by night, but today, even in the daytime, at 3pm, blows in the dining room. (laughs) (laughs) Inspection without result. At 3.15, noises in the green room. We go there and find an easy chair moved and placed against the door so as to prevent its opening. We put it back. At 3.40, steps in Madame's room and an easy chair was moved. We paid a second visit to the green room and found the easy chair placed against the door again. Madame and Amelina went with the teacher to his room and before their eyes, the window of the cabinet, which was closed, opened. The wind was southerly, And that window was to the north. In Madame's room, an easy chair changed place again. In the teacher's room, the window, which was closed, was opened again. Saturday, November 13th, at night. (laughs) So, okay, so there's two diary (laughs) entries, okay. So later that night, galloping as on preceding nights, 13 raps on the landing, 8 violent ones on the door of the green room. The door opens and is banged violently. At 12.15, two loud cries on the landing. It is no longer the cry of a weeping woman, but shrill, furious, despairing cries. The cries of, quote, Demons or the damned. For another hour, violent blows are heard. Sunday, November 14th. The teacher's windows, though well closed, were open during Mass. He had locked his door and taken the key with him. Nobody could get into his room. During Vespers, another of his windows opened. So Vespers is evening prayers. Okay. So it didn't make much sense because I have like renamed him the teacher. Uh But then when I found out that an abbe was like a monastic teacher or somebody in training to become a priest. Okay. That's why this motherfucker is like
1: doing constantly
0: going back and forth to like, yeah, mass and evening prayers and shit like that. And then it just all stopped again. So the next diary entry is almost 10 days later, Tuesday, November 23rd. About two o'clock, I was awakened from profound sleep by knocks in the passage and other noises in my room. But the sudden and painful awakening did not allow me time to find out their their true nature. Next morning, the teacher told us he had heard at the same hour similar noises coming from the same direction. My wife, on getting up, found a general upset on her dressing table. So now it's getting closer to them, like literally in their bedrooms. Yeah. I don't know what. That's scary. Yeah. And I don't know what the painful awakening means. But he said the sudden. So other noises in my room. But the sudden and painful awakening did not allow me time to find out their true nature. I don't know what that means. Or maybe it's just like the shock of being woken up. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe I'm thinking about it too much. Sunday, December 19th. Oh shit, so that's like the guts of a month now has passed. During Vespers, Emile, who stayed in the house, heard the shovels and fire tongs in the kitchen fall to the floor. On returning from Vespers, my wife heard walking up and down. It was the noise of heavy steps in the teacher's room, where there was nobody. Monday, December 20th, at a quarter past 12, Madame X found on entering her room Two chairs placed upside down on two armchairs. I went into the other rooms, and in the blue room, I found a chair placed on the side table. So now it's like classic poltergeist fucking activity. But this is why I love this story so much as well, because it was 150 years ago, and it's the same fucking shit as the Enfield haunting, or the the, like. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: same characteristics.
0: Friday, December 24th at midday. When all the domestic servants were at table, we found in the teacher's room the bed turned on its side and the table pushed under it. In the evening, at six o'clock, we opened the door of the same room, which was locked, and found the table placed in the middle of the bed. Saturday, December 25th. At noon, when all the servants were at table, knocks were heard in the teacher's room, though his door was locked. We inspected it and found an armchair placed on Maurice's desk. On returning from Vespers, we found in the teacher's room, the couch upside down, the alarum on the glass case of the clock, whatever the fuck that is, and a chair on the table. So, like, Jesus Christ, this is Christmas Day, by the way. Um, And I don't, so that's the son's desk. So the son would go to the teacher's room to learn. That's why. So I just don't know whether it's Morris or Maurice.
1: I think it's Maurice.
0: Maurice. Okay. In the evening at 9pm, we heard the broom moving about the passage of the second floor. On going up, we found that it had changed its place.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: Pretty harmless. Maybe it sounded like they were trying to help, honestly. The next day, Sunday December 26th, coming home from High Mass, we went with the teacher up to his locked room. The cushions of the couch had disappeared. We found them placed on end one beside the other on the outer window on the outer windowsill of his toilet cabinet. Before I put in a second window what? Oh, before I put in a second window, I had stopped up this window by a piece of wood securely nailed to the inner frame. That piece of wood had been torn out without the without the trace of any tool and placed beside the cushions. The window was closed again. Like is literally ripping fucking wooden planks out of stone walls.
1: Have we ever read anything like that before?
0: I feel like we have. Off the top of my head, I can't think of any particular instance.
1: Cuz this seems like particularly violent.
0: Yeah, but without actually affecting any of the people yet. Yeah. And the fact that like I'm assuming that this window is on the second floor or the first floor, but like upstairs somewhere. Okay. Um and yeah, just so fucking specific, like an exact. At 1 pm, twice we heard knocks in the house. Madame X went on around and found the teacher's room open, though he had locked it. A few minutes afterwards, the drawing room couch moved forward in two noisy rushes. Further noises upstairs and another inspection. The teacher's room, which had been locked, had opened. 5 pm, after Vespers, we found a candlestick on the top of the teacher's lamp and the water bottle placed on the base of the glass, which had been reversed. In his cabinet, two shoes had been disposed fanwise on the window and others on the plate by the nightlight. Sunday, December 26th into Monday, December 27th. In the evening at nine o'clock, I went with Augusta to stay in the linen room, leaving the door open. We heard a series of knocks, like those of a stick, Walking. Right. What? Yeah. So, I, why would he say that and not like somebody with a wooden leg?
1: <laughs> Sticks that are walking.
0: Yeah. So, we heard a series of knocks, like those of a stick walking and knocking on the floor of the passage facing us. Or maybe that's what he means, somebody with a walking stick.
1: Oh, I see. <laughs> or maybe he's never seen anyone with a peg leg.
0: I mean, yeah, I'm thinking like Beauty and the Beast style. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you know. Um. We had lighted a light. Shortly afterwards, Amelina heard steps descending to the kitchen and the, noises of, and the noise of pieces of wood being broken, though none were in the kitchen. Nobody was visible. Monday, December 27th. In the afternoon, we all went out. The cook, who remained alone with the daily helper, told us that all was quiet. We went into the teacher's room, which had been locked, and found all his books, at least a hundred, strewn all over the floor. Only three volumes remained up, each on its shelf. Those were the books of the Holy Scriptures. Devotional books had also been thrown on the floor from the mantelpiece and the broom had been placed over them. Night of Tuesday, December 28th to Wednesday, December 29th. Three loud muffled blows on the second floor followed immediately by numerous knocks along the second floor passage. Then three series of three knocks each delivered sharply on the teacher's door. Then two isolated knocks, followed by the noise of ironware. Two more sets of three knocks, sharp and impatient. And finally, a big blow on the door of the green room. Total duration, three minutes. Wednesday, December 29th. One of my music books is placed inside the piano. Madame X, hearing a noise in the teacher's room, goes up there, followed by the latter. She heard a movement in the room, and put out her right hand to open the latch of the door. Before she could touch it, she saw the key turn quickly in the lock and detach itself, hitting her left, Whoa. hitting her left hand. The teacher witnessed this. The blow was so strong that the place was sensitive and visible two days afterwards on her hand. She was bruised yeah, yeah, by yeah. this key, like like that is picture that in a movie. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like sounds like fucking Harry Potter shit almost, like. In the evening we found in the blue room a coverlet thrown in the middle of the room and a night table taken into the cabinet and resting on a pillow. The water jug had changed places with a crystal bottle. Thursday december twentieth nope Thursday december thirtieth at twelve thirty AM We were suddenly awakened by four thunderous blows on the door of Madame X's room. To acquire some idea of their violence, one must imagine a wall collapsing or a horse, or four cannonballs thrown against the door. So
1: many options.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It would be no exaggeration. The noise suddenly changed over to the other end of the passage, and a violent blow was heard on the door of the green room. Several loud muffled knocks were heard upstairs, which shook the house. They moved about, growing in loudness. 2.40am. The noises of ironware at the end of the passage. I don't know whether that means like a suit of armor.
1: Yeah, I would say so.
0: Okay, okay. A loud knock on the door of the green room. 2.50 a.m. A A prolonged walking with great strides on the second floor. A witness counted 32 paces. 40 blows on the teacher's door. 5 on the green room. 10 on the flooring. 2 on the door. And 5 muffled blows which made the walls and furniture tremble on every floor. Total duration, 4 minutes. This is a stone castle. Yeah. Like, how is that possible? Later that day after lunch, when all the servants were at table, we found in the teacher's room a footstool placed on my son's desk, covered with an anti-macassar. What the fuck is that? Funny you should ask. A piece of cloth put over the back of a chair to protect it from grease and dirt, or as an ornament. Okay. So, yeah.
1: Macassar.
0: Anti-macassar. Oh. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So maybe a macassar would attract dirt yeah. in Greece.
0: That's why you need it for your chair.
1: That's why you need an anti.
0: An anti macassar. Yeah. yeah. At 2 p.m. I went up to the teacher. Nope. At 2 p.m. I <laughs> went with the teacher to his room and we found the armchair on the table. On its seat, the anti macassar was spread out and a lamp was placed on the anti <laughs> Oh. Lots of anti macassars now that we know what they are. So I, I, I bet I, you okay. that guy just learned the word that day. <laughs> he was like, yeah. That's what
1: that's called. So I guess it doesn't repel lamps.
0: It doesn't repel lamps, just grease and dirt. A cross and some blessed medals, which had been attached to the door, had disappeared. Friday, December 30th, at 12.40am, three blows were struck slowly on the door of the green room. That, to me, is scarier. Eight muffled blows upstairs, shaking the house. Three noisy blows on the first floor landing. Many steps were heard along the whole second floor passage. Sometimes quick, Sometimes slow. These steps These steps were quite unlike human steps. No animal could walk like that. It was more like a stick jumping on one of its ends. Again with the stick. I yeah, don't yeah. like... 6am. More raps on the second floor. Witnessed by the parish priest who slept here. Some things happened in his room. He heard something like the noise of an animal with boards under its feet. Coming to the room adjoining its own. What... Coming to the room adjoining his own Climbing on the, onto the side table Crossing over to his pillow Entering his bed And stopping at the left elbow At the level of his left elbow The priest had a light And was wide awake But saw nothing What? So, so all this
1: was just a description Of what it sounded like? Yeah
0: So he heard Something like the noise of an animal With boards under his feet Because we all know what that sounds like Coming to the room, adjoining his own, climbing onto the side table, crossing over to his pillow, entering his bed and stopping at the level of his left elbow.
1: Oh, uh, wait. So the animal, he described the animal stopping at the left elbow? or yeah,
0: like this thing that had board on- boards under its feet.
1: Chilling on his left elbow. into
0: his room, yeah. That's... Again, he saw nothing.
1: Okay, all right.
0: Also at 6 a.m. Having gone into the green room, he heard something like the noise of rubbed straw first on the couch and then in the window corner on the curtain rod and finally on the bed.
1: I think this is just entertainment or to entertaining because of the descriptions. Yeah, right. Brilliant.
0: So, again, typical the noise of rubbed straw. We all know what that sounds like. First on the couch, then in the window corner on the curtain rod and finally on the bed. The priest said there was no straw or anything like it in the room.
1: I just imagine the sound that like a straw makes when it's like in your to-go cup and you pull it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) I don't think they have plastic straws. Let's go with it. Marshall, our farm manager, slept with us that night. I'm assuming between Mr. and Madame X.
1: (laughs) Those were the times. Yeah.
0: Bonsoir, Madame X. Bonsoir, Marshall. Uh, <laughs> Bonsoir, that's your ex. <laughs> <laughs> Bonsoir, Marshall. <laughs> Bonsoir, teacher. Oh anyway. my god! <laughs> he was followed by noises heard under his feet in the gardener's presence. Fucking mental. New Year's Eve, eighteen seventy-six. At two forty a- or at twelve forty a.m., we were all awakened by a series of terrible blows on the door of the green room. After these came others inside the room and then a single blow, followed by quick running along passages and stairs. Nine strong blows inside the green room, prolonged rappings in the second floor passage and finally four muffled blows. Total duration, seven minutes. Night of Saturday, January 1st to Sunday, January 2nd at 1.50am. Loud blows were struck on the door of the green room and we all awoke a stampede along the passage of the first floor and then on the second floor. Afterwards, we heard 13 irregular knocks in pairs inside the green room, then various steps coming from above. A violent blow fell on the door of the green room and three more inside. Eight muffled blows seemed to come from the second floor. The taper beside me shook at each blow. So now they're hearing a stampede, like... Yeah. I don't know, like... I don't know. Anyway, 6.30 a.m., several blows in the passage resembling those of the night. It is notable that for the last three mornings, those who came downstairs from their rooms are followed step by step down to the ground floor by raps which stop and start with them. The parish curate has been followed in this way, but saw nothing. Monday, January 3rd. In the evening, I was alone in the drawing room about 5.15 p.m. I had a light and heard six well-marked raps on the small table standing two yards away from me. I turned around, but saw nothing. That night, at 3am, a dozen blows were struck in pairs on the door of Madame X's room. The nearest windows shook at every blow. There was a light in the room. We were wide awake and quite cool, but saw nothing. Five minutes afterwards, we heard a stampede something like a stick jumping on one of its ends in the first floor and then in the second floor passage, then some dull and feeble knocks. Dr. L, who has slept here, heard the noise of the running in the passage, but nothing else. The parish parish priest slept in the red room and heard during the greater part of the night a series of feeble but more extraordinary noises in his passage. He did not venture to go to bed. He is convinced... That this can only be supernatural. Um, I yeah, and I will just put in here on my own notes and say that I think it's actually several different priests from neighboring parishes have all been like word of mouth is spreading. Yeah, by the priests, but I do think that the case was still being kept quite private because this family were well to do. Okay, so they were seeking help with these priests, being like, "Dude, come over here, like, yeah. let me know what you think." Um, because at the end several priests actually wrote to the author their own just Account. like seal like even saying like no I stayed there this shit is fucked Okay, Wednesday January 5th the reverend father HL a pre canon has been sent here by the bishop to judge the facts and help us so this dude is basically a high priest Okay, like I think the next step for him is to be promoted to bishop or something about 5pm, a few moments before his arrival, Madame X heard in the drawing room with her son the sound of the door shaking violently and saw the handle turn quickly. Maurice was frightened. Mar- Maurice was frightened and Madame X began to sing loudly to prevent him from hearing it. What the <laughs> the fuck? poor lady, she was probably like come on, like, yeah, let's yeah. look over here now. <laughs> like, I'm not looking at the ghost by the door. <laughs> from the moment the Reverend Father arrived a sudden and absolute calm set in. Nothing happened either by day or by night. On January 15th, he made a religious ceremony. From that day, we heard some isolated and unusual noises in the night, but always from places too far away from the priest to hear. He left us on Monday the 17th, and his departure was immediately followed by a new set of phenomena as intense and serious as those which preceded his coming. So, Again, this reminds me so much of the Demon of Brownsville. As soon as they bring in the heavy hands, everything stops. Yeah. Like nothing, absolutely nothing at all that could be blamed on the paranormal. Night of January 17th to 18th. At 11pm, there was a noise as of a body falling in the first floor passage, followed by that of a rolling ball giving a violent blow on the door of the green room. Prolonged stampede on the second floor followed by 20 dull knocks in the same place and 18 inside the green room. At 11.35pm, there were five great blows on the door of the green room and 15 dull ones on the second floor staircase, two kicks on the landing and 10 dull knocks on the second floor staircase, making everything around us shake. The following night at 1115 we were awakened by a stampede upstairs followed by 15 blows on the door of the green room and 55 more inside. Shortly afterwards, five blows as with a carpenter's mallet on the first floor stairs. Prolonged stampede, five dull blows, drumming inside the green room, three blows on the door of the room, 27 on the window of the room, the last two of which made the windows of Madame X's room shake. Duration, 10 minutes. And it goes on like that. I actually have deleted an awful lot of like just numbers. It's like yeah. 74 slight raps again. Yeah. You know, I, I was like, okay, this is... Mr. X, having left for a few days on a visit to his brother, requested his wife to take notes in his absence. Here are these notes. Night of January 20th to 21st, 1 a.m. General knocking noises. That's shortened by me. One twenty-five a.m. Everybody hears... Four loud cries, like bellowing, outside, but at the level of the window. Then, something like strokes with a wand on the stairs. Shortly afterwards, ten stronger blows, followed by drumming on the second floor. 11.30am. Two heavy blows on the second floor, shaking mirrors and other objects in the rooms. 2.50am. Noises all over, bellowing in the north. Outside the house at the level of the first floor windows. First floor in Europe is second floor. Because we go ground floor, first floor. Okay. So that's fucking scary. That's like fucking Salem's Lot style shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. 5.45am. A blow sounds in the passage. Running is heard. Then the door of the green room opens and shuts violently. It is locked and the handle is torn off. Finally, a sort of ball seems to roll along the same passage and to deliver a blow near the top of the stairs. The same night, Madame X heard a voluminous body falling heavily from her table to the ground. She looked but could see nothing. Like, is that like the noise of, like, somebody sitting on my table right here and just like flopping on the floor? Like... Like that's flop. a
1: very specific sound I don't know
0: or does it just mean the sound of something because it's written in old timey like a yeah. body like
1: yeah that could be it like,
0: like just something hitting the ground like
1: yeah I, I'd want to go with that one because uh, yeah the other one is just too out too there too detailed like yeah yeah that's way or too suspiciously
0: specific suspiciously specific.
1: suspiciously <laughs> pacific <Yeah. laughs>
0: Night of January 23rd to 24th at 9pm a stampede was heard in our passage followed by a series of feebler raps the night was calm this morning at 6am and then 7am we heard a series of raps also in our passage today I leave, my wife will note what takes place in my absence the fuck? <laughs> I g- had business, so dramatic yeah I know <laughs> January 25th my little sister's birthday at 4.30pm, much noise upstairs, Madame goes up with Amelina and finds the beds of Augusta and Emile turned over and, strangely enough, in an absolutely identical manner. After observing this disorder, Madame goes to the red room. The door resists, being obstructed by a heavy armchair. She puts it back and continues her inspection. As she goes to my study, a frame placed inside against the door falls against her legs, and she finds everything in disorder Prints thrown on the ground the armchair upside down and heaped with papers and maps etc i i would love to go to like an old timey castle drawing room or office like and just look at all this shit like like just all rolls of maps and stuff Fi- oh yeah
1: cuz they're they're all like pieces of the world yeah so it would. you'd have to have like a like several rolls of map yeah yeah i guess i didn't think i don't remember It doesn't occur to me those little specific details.
0: Yeah. And they would have had like even just like the layout of their own land and stuff like, you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: I guess so, huh? Or like blueprints to their castle or something. Yeah.
0: We must find the gold. Metal. Yeah. 5.10 p.m. The teacher was reading his breviary. What a nerd. (laughs) 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 Fucking holy nerd. (laughs) Although for three days there had been beautiful weather. A mass of water fell through the chimney onto the fire, extinguishing it and scattering the ashes. The teacher was blinded and and had his face covered with ashes. I'll also note there that uh, Maurice Maurice, was in the room studying at the time and just ran, freaked out. (laughs) Night of January 25th to 26th, at 12.20am, lots of noise basically, I'm going to shorten it down, beds all over the house were shaken. Afterwards, nine blows in succession. Then a long stampede. The duration was only five minutes.
1: Of beds.
0: (laughs) (laughs) A minute afterwards, the entire house was shaken from top to bottom. Then there were ten terrible blows on the door of the green room. A dozen cries outside. Three bellowings, then furious shouts. A A very loud drumming in the hall, apparently in rhythm. 55 blows quite close to my room and several knocks on the door of my son maurice One thirty a.m jesus christ this is all like within 10 minutes of each other or something oh damn oh no sorry it, it, it's over the course of an hour
1: that's still a lot yeah because all this shit is probably happening as he's writing it
0: yeah i think that's why he's like literally counting all of these knocks and stuff like that yeah so at one thirty a.m. again, just like a cacophony of fucking knocks and bangs. Cacophony. It's my favorite fucking word. It's a cool word. Then shaking walls and furniture. There was hardly time to write. There was hardly time to note them down. There were so many, and then a drumming interspersed with loud blows, which shook everything. One very resounding, and then a series of ten blows in pairs at this moment a sound was heard like a bull roaring then other inhuman furious cries in the passage near my wife's room who got up and rang to awaken all the servants when everybody was up and assembled in the teacher's room we heard two bellowings and a shout at 4.20 everybody went back to bed Madame X heard a rather loud blow on the organ in her room (laughs) two (laughs) yards from her bed (laughs) It was followed by three more blows, whose direction she could not make out. The noises were heard clearly on the farm. Random. Yeah. How how the fuck does he know? (laughs) So I think that's where um, Marshall, the farm manager, came in. Oh, okay. The guy was
1: like, oh, I heard it.
0: Yeah. Fucking, did you hear that? (laughs) So the farm, I think, was 500 yards from the house. Damn. I think that's the significance of that. Okay. Okay. Night of January twenty sixth to twenty seventh. I promise this is almost over. <laughs> Two further witnesses: the parish priest of Saint M came to pass, or it came to pass, the night, and Mademoiselle de L uh, came for several days. At twelve fifteen a.m. For her. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At twelve fifteen a.m., everybody was awakened by a very violent noise. Such as would be caused by a board falling on the floor of the first floor passage, it was followed by a cry (laughs) that literally (laughs) sounded like somebody just dropped a piece of wood on themselves (laughs) 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 and just nobody got up. (laughs) 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 There was nothing paranormal about that.
1: (laughs) Now there's a (laughs) guy with a limp.
0: (laughs) Nobody get up, he'll sue, he'll sue. (laughs) 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> poor bastard
0: <Yeah. laughs> at twelve forty-five, a stampede and heavy blows after a short pause they began again and seemed accompanied by the shifting of heavy boxes Maurice's door was shaken <laughs> the door was just shook it was like oh my god <laughs> finally there were four blows on the door of the green room Night of January 28th to 29th at 11.15pm. A piercing cry on the stairs. Raucous and sharp. Seven blows in the green room. Six very loud ones on the door of the room. At 12.55am. We heard something like the voice of a man. Not quite a man. But something like the voice of a man in the first floor passage. It seemed to cry twice. Ha ha. (laughs) Literally that's what's written. Immediately. There were ten resounding blows, shaking, shaking everything all around. One blow on the door of the green room, then the sound of coughing in the first floor passage. We rose quickly, saw nothing, and found at my wife's door a large earthenware plate broken into ten pieces. We have had a novena of masses, said at Lord's. The Reverend Father has made the exorcisms, and everything has stopped.
1: So we just took an exorcism.
0: That's what the journal made out. Okay. But what our friend uh, Camille Flamardion
1: uh-huh.
0: has since found out, like this book I think was written in 1925, Um, he wrote to the teacher who had since become a priest um, and also the son of Mr. X, Maurice X. Maurice said that although his father didn't lie about the phenomena stopping at the end of January thanks to the exorcist's efforts, Maurice doesn't think it actually worked all that well. The exorcism was carried out on the 14th or 15th of January, and the shit kept up until the end of January. With It did seem to escalate quite a lot, and then they seemed to have like a, a much welcomed respite. But Maurice went on to say that after a few months of nothing, the activity picked up again. Oh, And I think this is where Mr. X, or fucking Monsieur X, was just like, I can't keep writing about this. Like, it's it's scary, it's evil, and it's probably damaging his name to some extent. Now, that wasn't written here, but that's kind of my take on it. Mm-hmm. He was like, no, do you know what? The exorcism worked. Everything ha- stopped. That was the end of it. So another witness, I think this was a priest or a doctor, said, After the exorcisms, a great calm set in. One almost incredible thing took place which gave us much hope for the future here it is you have seen from the diary that medals of saint benoît indulgence crosses and lords medals had been placed on all of the doors these medals and crosses amounted to a good sized package you have also seen that on the following night a tremendous noise occurred and that next day and that the next day medals and crosses had disappeared so that nothing could be found though they and the doors were very numerous, meaning there was so many of them, like, and none of them. Yeah. They were all just disappeared. Mm -hmm. Now, the exorcisms had ceased and were succeeded by several days of peace. You may imagine how agreeable these days were. But two or three days afterwards, Madame was writing some lines on her knees beside a little desk. What a fucking idiot. Like, there's the desk. Yeah. Or maybe on she ran knees. out of paper and she was using the ri- skin on her knees. <laughs> yeah,
1: she was writing on her fucking knees with yeah, a quill.
0: Beside the desk. Yeah. Anyway. That's mad. She was, yeah. Madame was writing some lines on her knees by a little desk when suddenly, oh no, I'm an idiot. She was on her knees. Uh, the desk was small. She, wasn't sitting. she had no chair.
1: Yeah. Why is she doing that?
0: I don't know. Sorry.
1: Take care of your knees, <laughs> yeah, lady.
0: Yeah, Jesus. Well, all the padding. Get a all bigger those, desk. All those skirts and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this is actually a really good uh, point in the story. Two or three days afterwards, Madame was writing lines on her knees by a little desk when suddenly an immense packet of medals and crosses fell in front of her on the desk.
1: Oh. It might
0: have been about 10.30 a.m. Whence came these medals? They were all the medals placed on the doors except those of the Lord's medals. The Lords is like a holy place. Still to this day, thousands and thousands of people go every year mm-hmm. to get like special water and get blessed and stuff. They never resurfaced. The good priest of T, to whom this story was told, and That's who, funny
1: priest That's of T,
0: no, like the letter T. It's an yeah, abbreviation I know, for the. But oh. it's
1: like T is like a. It's what you'd call like gossip. Oh. <laughs> or like a story, you know? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. The good priest of gossip. <laughs> To whom the story was told and who, like myself, knew the sincerity and honesty of the castle people and wished to keep them in his parish, said to them, have courage. The devil surrenders his arms. Everything is finished, I may assure you. You will be left. But to me, the good man said, I am still afraid, much afraid, because the Lord's medals have not come back. So that's fucking spooky. Yeah, it is. One Saturday night before the third Sunday in September. So the third Saturday of September. Like.
1: <laughs> it's all timey language. okay? Yeah.
0: One Saturday night before the third Sunday in September, a great noise occurred in the drawing room and continued for part of the night in the morning, Monsieur, de, Monsieur X, who had the key of the drawing room in his pocket, went down in some anxiety. He opened the door and found the couch and armchairs moved far from their places. All was arranged as for a council meeting, horseshoe horseshoe fashion with the couch in the centre. Well, the devil had held council and was about to begin again. Monsieur X opened his harmonium and played for a long time. As he closed the instrument, some of the airs he had been playing were repeated in the opposite corner of the drawing room for a considerable time. Whoa. So it turns out, monsieur x was actually hiding so much like he was keeping his journal nice and factual saying like i'm not afraid of this i'm not not afraid of this this is what's happening but actually it sounded like much darker things were actually at at play there mm-hmm. and like for me to be saying this everybody i'm sure is sick of me saying i'm not sure if the whole demonic thing mm-hmm. but this thing was fucking scary yeah evil is probably a strong word to be thrown around but that's Literally how it sounds. The fact that it can... The harmonium, I think, is like a type of piano or organ back mm-hmm. in the day. The fact that it could just keep playing yeah, for like a long extended period of time after everything was locked up. Yeah. And so the author of the book, like I said, had many witness accounts from trusted priests and doctors and stuff who were in the know. And even the woman of the family who owned the castle before Mr. and Mrs. X took possession. And she seemed to believe That it was the ghost of the man who died in the castle not long before the exes moved in. But she also said that similar occurrences used to happen in the old castle on the property before the new one was even finished being built.
1: Yeah, so maybe it's like the land or something.
0: Yeah, or like the original families. Or it just could be
1: like the space, you know, because you know how like they have like residual energy Of Like people have seen ghosts going upstairs that aren't there anymore.
0: Yeah, it could be. Like it could literally be anything. These are just some of the theories being thrown out. And like I said at the beginning, Monsieur X, he just believed that it was like troublemakers trying to like force them out of this parish or whatever. And because they knew that the property would be bought really cheap if they could just get these people to run away, like Mm -hmm. if they could literally scare them out of it. But he brought in people to sound the walls. Which literally meant walking around the castle, like I guess using specific like noise things, like banging on the walls, searching every nook and cranny for like secret passages behind the walls. They were like down in the cellars, making sure there was no doorways that people could get in. And he also got two very well trained guard dogs who one day took particular interest to a place on the land. And this is a brief account of what happened. One day the animals started barking in the direction of one of the thickets of the garden with such persistence that Monsieur X thought the miscreants had hidden themselves there. He armed himself and his servants, surrounded the thicket, and released the dogs. They rushed in with fury, but hardly had they got in when their barks changed to plaintive whines, like those of dogs being chastised. They ran away with their tails between their legs and could not be prevailed upon to go back. The men then went in and searched in every direction but found absolutely nothing. Hmm. And it turns out these exorcisms were actually carried out in secret.
1: Hmm.
0: I don't know if the activity ever really did stop or whatever, but the family definitely stopped documenting. Okay. Like I think, like most of these cases, the family just got tired and worn down by mm-hmm. whatever this thing was. Yeah. So the bishop had sent that uh, fucking father reverend wizard o'donoghue or whatever his fucking name was to go in and like document everything that was going on in the with the idea that he would then go and like seek the pope's help or whatever but the bishop had actually ordered him to just go in there and start throwing out exorcisms on the sly Mm. and try and get this taken care of without everybody finding out everybody's business yeah, that which I thought sense. was interesting as well. Like even back then, this was something like, you know,
1: exorcis exorcisms are like secretive.
0: Yeah, you know. Yeah, what I yeah, mean? yeah. So anyway, that's it. That's the story of uh,
1: your mom. Oh. oh!
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was actually just that was just one chapter from this old book that I read. Uh, like I said, lesante maison by. Uh, Camille Flammarion or Haunted Houses. And I will say this, you can get like, I think it's an original copy or a very old copy, like a hard copy. It's $350. Send it to us if you have it, please. <laughs> I really want this book in my library. Um, And the chapter was, I think, just called Calvados Castle. And the Calvados was just a region of France. I did try and find out like the actual castle. I didn't do like a huge amount of research. Maybe it would be easier to find than not. But yeah, such a cool story. I I have to say, like, I was feeling kind of burnt out by this stuff. And that just really, like, grabbed me by the balls and brought me right back into it. So now I'm. Well, that's good. Yeah, really excited for more scary, spooky things. And I might do another older case like this just to try and get us back into it a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think I like that.
0: Yeah. So yeah, hope you all enjoyed. Um, Patreon is still paused for the meantime and probably will be paused for a long time. Um, Just like that, I'm starting new jobs and stuff. So we haven't really got a schedule worked out. We will be keeping this going in the meantime. And check out our Adam and Dulce. There's a ton of new videos up there. There will be a new weekly creep video sometime in the near future. Top secret for right now. And yeah. Follow Dulce's makeup channel. Dulce is going to learn how to do her own editing so she can get those videos up and out more often and consistently. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> and um,
1: this is how you tell me. <laughs> this is how I tell
0: you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, everybody. Happy, happy Saturday. Yeah. That is all. Yeah. Okay. Follow us on Instagram. Leave us reviews everywhere. And, uh, and eat some cake. Yeah, eat you know, some cake. I know
1: it's not. If it's your birthday, happy birthday. But if it's not, eat some cake anyway.
0: You want to read a quick tarot card? Sure. We've been watching Hot Ones because Dave Grohl was on it last night, and uh, I just fucking love Dave Grohl and everything that he does. Really looking forward to going to see that movie, the new Foo Fighters horror movie. I think it's Studio Six Six Six. It's called.
1: All right. So I was today's talking to you, boy. What? I was,
0: Oh, the I'm the sorry. Foo Fighters movie was called Studio 666, right? Yeah. So anyway, we watched Dave Grohl on Hot Ones and then we went down a Hot Ones rabbit hole. So after this, we are going to go and get wings and sit on the couch and eat Hot Ones. No, eat Hot Wings, watch Hot Ones. Yeah. Enjoy the tarot card reading.
1: <laughs> I like the way you said enjoy the tarot card.
0: Enjoy this <laughs> shit.
1: <laughs> Four of Pentacles important terms reckless with resources lacking boundaries greed hoarding
0: is this are you just describing me
1: (laughs) (laughs) no i feel like this is very like targeted towards me since i've been buying like a lot of makeup recently i literally
0: thought this was targeted at me because i because
1: you almost bought something no you're fine because you almost bought it you didn't really actually buy it well i'm
0: about to no, anyway, you're not. <laughs> my toys are just more expensive than yours. Your are toys. way yeah. more expensive <laughs> than what I am.
1: All right. Today, be cautious about your health and finances. As we go eat hot ones, like, later. That's and funny.
0: To the Apple store.
1: Remember how important your well-being and long-term goals are to you. Even if you've slipped into some unhealthy habit or frivolous spending lately... You've still made some amazing progress and built a solid foundation for success. Today is a great day to get back on track. Maybe not today. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Maybe tomorrow. (laughs) Maybe tomorrow.
0: Well, I mean, you you all are going to be hearing this tomorrow, so that's fine.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we got a few more hours. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go get those hot wings. (laughs) But yeah, so that's today's message, y'all.
0: All right. Well, that was fucking cool. Let's go eat. Uh, I'm gonna eat cauliflower wings cause I'm woke um, <laughs> <and yeah. laughs> all right, griefs, thank you all very much for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Reach out to us. let us know what you thought. I say this all the time. It's just messages.
1: yeah, do you like wings?
0: Do you like wings? All right. um all right,
1: peace. bye.